0: going on? Yeah, we are back. we are. Yeah, we uh, had a crazy notion to uh, record an episode about this more. Yeah, I forgot this thing we did. Where we made <laughs> episodes bust up. Yeah. Uh, and Jared uh, picked a hell of a movie to do as well. We had an original idea that we kind of shelved for a later.
1: Dude, I can't believe we haven't done this movie already.
0: I had to look back because I was like, we had to have done it. I thought we did, but... We looked through our episode list, and it wasn't there, so uh, we definitely did the first one, quote-unquote, but... Yeah, the quote-unquote first one. um, Which we'll get into why that's a (laughs) (laughs) quote-unquote. But what movie are we doing, Jared? Yeah, today we're going to talk
1: about the 1981 Jody Amato, uh, George Eastman hit, Absurd. Yeah, also known as... Fucking hell. uh, Horrible... Monster Hunter, Zombie Six Monster Hunter, Grim Reaper 2,
0: Anthropophagus
1: 2. I mean, the list kind of goes on.
0: Yeah, and uh, also translated in Italian, uh
1: like Red, Red Blood. Red, okay, Red Blood?
0: Yeah. yeah Red something. Rosso Sangue. If I hacked that up, I apologize. <laughs> uh But yeah, this movie, um this is a fucking banger of a movie. Uh, and it's weird because when I first came across this movie, it was pitched by someone at a convention as the sequel to Anthropophagus. And when I actually got around to watching it on YouTube back when they weren't pulling movies because they were doing Blu-rays, yes. this is a long time ago, I seen Eastman was in it playing basically the same role uh, as he did in Anthropophagus. And I was like, this is a completely different movie, kind of with you know.
1: Honestly, the only similarities is Eastman's in it. Uh his innards come out Um and I mean you know, he's killing people. And Jody Amato's and him are connected to it. Yes. But like it's what's funny is D'Amato wanted to initially have this be a proper sequel. And then Eastman was just gonna act in it. And Eastman was like, I didn't want to do it that way anyway. He wanted it to kind of be a different movie. But then once he read the script, he was like, this is fucking atrocious. Yeah. So I'm going to rewrite it. Right. And he rewrote it and wrote it as uh, basically like an American slasher is like what he was kind of going for, like a whole Halloween vibe. Mm-hmm. And uh, just kind of changed the whole the whole flow of the movie.
0: Yeah. And I can't remember who, who it was that said that that in time worked against the film. Yeah, some, uh, it was like some film historian or critic or something. Yeah, they're like the fact that it was it's it's not a bad movie. It would probably be better if they didn't just directly try to do a Halloween style uh movie, the way it was shot, and like premise everything, like plot.
1: I honestly think though, if you just watch this movie without anybody telling you that he intentionally tried to make it like an eighties American slasher, especially Halloween. No one would have really picked up on that.
0: Not really, and I don't even get slasher
1: vibes from it. No, it's, there's not that many. There's not like a shit ton of similarities where you're just like, oh, he got this from this movie. Oh, they got that from. Like,
0: I don't. You don't really see it. No, it's 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 a departure from your like, especially eighty one when they were all coming. All those slashers were coming out. Yeah. I mean, it, you got the whole like killer in the house kind of thing, like stalker, like you know, but to a degree, yeah. It, indestructible killer, mindless kind of thing, but. Like, but I
1: mean, I guess you could look at it as. Um, an Italian take on an early American slasher. True. Yeah, which... Yeah. But I would never say, like, he, I don't think it's obvious that he was looking at Halloween as a reference point.
0: No, but... Not really, no. But, I mean, the, the good thing about this movie, slasher, no slasher, or influenced by Halloween, is that th- they definitely kept the gore peak level. Oh, yeah. So the kills take place in what's supposed to be, like, suburban America instead of out in the fucking...
1: <laughs> and that's an... So they, they tried making this. They, they wanted to market this to American audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, it's filmed outside of, like, just outside of Rome. And I feel like it's geared towards an American audience, but made by somebody who's never really been to, like, America? Outside of maybe the big cities? Because even when I first saw this, maybe it was because I knew it was an Italian movie. You can tell it's flyover state America. Like, yeah. <laughs> nothing. But, it, I mean, I get it. And I got the Super Bowl on. That's enough.
0: Yeah. There's some football in there. But what screams America more than football, right, in a, in a movie? What are they, um, aren't they sitting
1: <laughs> sitting around watching the fucking Steelers-Chargers game eating spaghetti?
0: Yeah, I think so. I forget what they were eating, but yeah, um, was it was it Super Bowl or was it like a thank the game, Thanksgiving game or S- Super something? Bowl? Super Bowl yeah. was it? They're yeah. like, oh, the
1: Super Bowl is on the night. Are you a football
0: fan? Uh, American football, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> but uh, so for, like, the score is fucking phenomenal. I'll get into that. Oh yeah. Um, but I did want to uh point out, which I'm I know you know this. <laughs> One of the bikers in this movie, oh yeah, went on to make Stage Fright. Look how suave, suave. Yeah, Yeah, that's how you pronounce it. I was saying Savoy or something, but yeah, um, he got his. Didn't he get his kind of like his feet wet with this movie until he like a couple few years later he would do Stage Fright, right?
1: He was like uh, assistant director and and uh, acting and like fucking um. Bava films and Argento and helping he was like like mixed in with all of them as an assistant and helping like uh just kind of seeing how the process is done. Yeah. And then yeah, then he did um and honestly, uh, actually D'Amato was the producer on Stage Fright. Oh yeah. And he said like out of all the movies he's produced, he's like Stage Fright the most. Yeah. It's... And he like likes
0: uh uh Suave. Yeah. Uh well Stage Fright's one of the all time greatest. I mean that's God, that's a, it's flawless. Yeah. That's, that's like one of my favorite movies. Yeah, for sure. Uh but yeah, I kinda figured you knew he was he made an appearance in this movie. Oh yeah. But we can get down to like what what's going on here, man. Um So we start off with So man, the movie starts
1: off with like um uh priest doctor <laughs> fucking like chasing him down. And um that's when he kinda chasing Eastman down, and he ends up at this house, like, rips his stomach open, climbing a fence, and then you find out that he has like these crazy regenerative abilities. Yeah. And, um... Like,
0: fucking self-healing. Yeah. uh, Yeah.
1: And then eventually the doctor is talking to like the cops, and he just kind of explains to him, like, what's going on with this guy, and he just says, like, yeah, he's the only way to kill him. Like, he's regenerative, um, the only way to kill him is to separate the fucking like this the spine, the head from the spine. So he
0: can't walk anymore. Yeah.
1: Right? Like basically, yeah. Um And then like, again, yeah, then from there it's he he escapes the hospital and it's just kind of killings. Kind of a blueprint after that. Yeah. To a
0: degree. Yeah, pretty much. I mean then then we get to where he's like stalking or kind of like zeroes in on a house Mm -hmm. with a family in it yeah so it's like the
1: there was the family and it's the daughter who's some spinal injury and she can't walk so she's laying in a bed like basically strapped to the bed yeah she's like bedridden like a little kid and the parents leave for a super bowl party and then leave her with a babysitter leave like the kids with the babysitter so that's kind of the whole like He's stalking this house with a babysitter, and then there's, like, the person who's, I guess, technically would be considered, like, the Donald Pleasants character, who's the guy's doctor, who's kind of trying to track him down and kill him.
0: Yeah, okay,
1: that kind of, I see that. There are certain aspects to that whole thing that kind of tie into it, um, but then, yeah, from there, it's, you know, there he's um, stalking
0: this house, going after People around, the, yeah, the, just the people in the house. kills the
1: like, kills like the one biker I think. Yeah,
0: kills the biker and then gets hit by a car. Yeah, the hit like and a, run, just hit like blast of dude. Yeah, and then they were also referred to him as the boogeyman. Yep. Yeah, so there's that. Um, so the Italians are there. Yeah, they're there. It's just I don't. I'm not. I don't. If I didn't like you said, if there was no pretense and I just watched this, I wouldn't even think Halloween.
1: I wouldn't have picked up on it. Honestly, no,
0: but yeah, I guess it. There's some pepperings in there of that, but. Also, like the uh, Anthropophagus had the girl that was blind. Oh yeah, the one that was already there. Like she jumps
1: out of the fucking like a uh, bath of fucking blood. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that kind of carried over where there's like a, a a kid with some kind of a like issue, a, yeah, yeah, like a <laughs> uh, handicap, you know. So and the, like the girl in this one's like strapped to a bed with like a like a chin. Kind of has like thing. a neck brace
1: on or a neck brace, it's like a total, it's like a neck brace to keep her head still. And she's fucking uh just strapped to a bed because she can't get up and walk, she has to keep her spine completely flat and she can heal. Yeah, and drawing just like geometric shapes with a fucking compass,
0: yeah, like a protractor. Yeah, I forgot about those things. It's yeah, fucking compasses, with a little the needle it. with the fucking pencil. Yeah, I, mean, I took drafting in high school and we used those things. I was like, holy shit. Um, and I got to just like sidestep that kid with the red shirt on can fuck right off. Every <laughs> he's so annoying in this movie like he just he, he I don't know it's like I guess he just got thrown into the role but he just undersells everything he's not convincing at all. It's almost like you can almost see where his eyes wander because he's waiting for someone to tell him what to do or say. And you're just like, come on, man. It's the only trope. It's only The only downfall is that kid with the fucking red shirt. And he's all like bratty and doesn't listen. And he's fucking always misbehaving and stuff. But other than that, that's like my only complaint. And I guess that those two kids are the kids of someone... Involved in making the film. I think it's one of the producers, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's one of the producer's kids. Um, Let me see. Because they all have the same last name. Yeah, I think it's one of the producer's kids. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I think they were just like, we need a couple kids. Probably was, honestly. And it was a boy and a girl. You got, you know, Halloween.
1: Fucking nepotism.
0: (laughs) You know, like... (laughs) shit man but uh yeah so he's basically uh stalking this house with the people in it and he's just murdering people at this fucking house and we can get into some of these kills because there's one that is like my favorite i mean
1: if we're gonna get into the kills it's just i mean all of them i feel like they're good like the special effects are good enough i'll say um the nurse yes with their fucking uh weird
0: fucking medical drill to the temple gates of gates of hell vibes yeah with drill and shit mm-hmm. and it's just you they, they do a close-up of it going in and coming out the other it's fucking great man and, and just how sinister he looks when he's doing it too is fucking awesome you know it's fucking eastman dude <laughs> yeah. the dude just looks <laughs> like a unfuck withable guy right
1: dude's a beast and i'm just gonna lay it out there he could he he probably lays down some pipe oh for sure like he's no joke no i'm just got that feeling
0: yeah. back in his heyday, he's got that feeling. Well, didn't he, uh, or am I just thinking of the, the motto? Did like the erotic? Oh, erotic uh, nights, uh, nice, erotic uh, nights to the Living Dead, right?
1: And then he also did Porno Holocaust, Porno Holocaust, which Eastman was in Porno Holocaust, not like as like a, a doctor, like he just was an actual actor, not like a porn Porf- actor.
0: Yeah, not a performer. Yeah, not a performer. Didn't, uh, <laughs> did not did were they involved in the Emmanuel series? Um, yes. Am I thinking of someone? No, oh, I know. Yeah. Um, those were pretty recent Back in like the seventies and shit, and those kind of like went on for a minute. But yeah, yeah. so Eastman was probably yeah, he was yeah. laying some pipe. So,
1: but then the fucking uh, uh, I think it was my favorite kill when I first saw this
0: movie, and it's still my favorite kill is that bandsaw. Oh yeah, well that okay, bandsaw kill. Mine's the oven, dude.
1: That goes on.
0: Which isn't really a kill. It's the setup for the kill. It's yes. basically like torturing her before he kills her. But just the fucking agonizing time it takes. Like... <laughs> it, it goes just, on for like 10 minutes. Dude. With that. And she's just... Like her skin's turning black and she's just like suffocating. And then like the aftermath that she has no hair. It burned all her hair off. Her fucking face is all charred. It's like... And it's just the repetitive part <laughs> of the score for those 10 to 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Which is an awesome score.
1: So I didn't even mind. But oh. it's like... Goes on while the kid, the the red shirt kids, yelling for the the sister who's tied to the bed to let him in. It's like, bro, your sister's tied to a fucking bed. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. But yeah. And that, then they
1: keep cutting back, and her face is more like charred from being in the stove. They pull it out; her hair is all burnt out, and he just
0: stabs her. Yeah. But uh, that whole scene, uh, even the length of time it takes to get from point A to point B, it always was like, okay. You see kills and you see cool shit that jogs the imagination in horror films all your life. And no one has ever stuck a fucking head in an oven. That's kind of cool to me. I don't know. Like, I just was like, oh shit, he's doing it. And he's just holding a <laughs> fucking head in there. Like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, the bandsaw <laughs> one is fucking good too, man. Like down the fucking center of the head? Yeah. And the, you're right, man. The effects are pretty good. They're, they're good enough, man. Like, they, they, they pass. I'd have to it's say the weakest dude. part of it was like the very very end with the, you know, the head. You didn't like that end scene? Well, no, just the the special effects on the head. Oh. I mean, it's covered in blood, but it was just kind of almost like it didn't really look very realistic. But I'm also w- watched it like on Tubi. <laughs> so I, the V like my my Monster Six VHS, the sound has that buzz over top of it. Oh the, yeah, you know, because it was like a cheap ass fucking. I never Raven actually,
1: video release or some shit. I have the I have Zombie Six Monster Hunter and then I got a, a bootleg DVD that I picked up at a convention fucking forever ago. I never picked up an official release. Um I thought I had the wizard video monster hunter big box, but I don't. No? I thought I did. Cause I went to go look so I was like, oh, we should probably, you know, actually advertise for doing an
0: episode. And I was just gonna flick a pick and I was like because they don't have it. I did not know that Thriller put out... It's just Monster Hunter? Wizard. Oh, Wizard. 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 Okay. Big box? Yep. No shit. Wizards Maybe I've seen it Monster before Hunter. and didn't connect that it was that. I movie. think it
1: ended up being... I think it was part of that like re-release that he did like 10 years ago where he said he quote-unquote found, found old stuff. <laughs> yeah. And they were all brand-new printed shit. Fucking yeah. Charles Ban. Yeah. Asshole. Um, um, but yeah, they... Uh, it was
0: uh, originally, yeah, they did the big box of it as monster, under Monster Hunter. Yeah, and it's so funny, too, because, like, the Zombie 6 artwork is so misleading. It's just, like, yeah. <laughs> like, it has nothing to do with anything, and then the funny thing is, is once the intro of the VHS tape starts, it says absurd on the fucking, mm-hmm. so it's, like...
1: The whole marketing shit back then, because the whole zombie thing was huge. Yeah. So everything was, like, a sequel to Fucking Zombie, if they could shoehorn it in
0: yeah it's fucking ridiculous yeah but i do have that one and uh but back to the movie so we got the chainsaw kill we got the drill and the oven Mm -hmm. those are all top shelf kills not to mention the intestines when he rips his fucking stomach open in the beginning of the movie's great man um the pickaxe to the babysitter's head oh yeah that was pretty solid yeah it's pretty good um but yeah the gore is pretty pretty good and like all throughout once the movie starts to pick up and that we're in the house now the score is just fucking awesome yeah you just it's very italian you know dude the stuff that he's done carlo
1: uh cordillo so many things which i don't know if like how many he personally did as opposed to like with this one you hear parts in this movie that ended up being in pieces but mm-hmm. that's because this movie was made with cam and cam then owned like that sc- the, the score basically And then they use parts of it for other movies. So, like, that part they're playing during the fucking Super Bowl is the same shit they're playing in pieces when they're playing tennis. Yes. Um, And it's just, if you look at it on, uh, um, if you look at it, like, uh, how it's listed, it's not listed as he wrote it. It's listed as, like, provided by Cam. But he wrote it, but it was provided by Cam. He didn't write it for pieces. He just pulled from, like. He wrote it for absurd, and then Cam let uh, uh, people making pieces use it. Yeah, because pieces came out after absurd. Yeah. yeah, so he's got a shit ton of fucking credits, and I don't know exactly if it's they used bits and pieces of his stuff that he did that Cam owned or if he actually did shit because he fucking did uh, Troll Two, Body Puzzle, uh, Night Killer, uh, Folshie's Touch of Death, and Sedoma's Ghost. He did fucking Zombie Five, Killing Birds, Killing Birds, really, um, Enigma. Wow. Okay. So like he's done some shit he did like uh the what was it was it mate that did um bruno. terminator 2 bruno Mattei. bruno Mattei. yeah mm-hmm. they did that fucking italian sequel to terminator
0: oh, <laughs> oh yeah that terminator terminator two. 2 yeah that terminator 2 bruno Mattei's terminator 2 <laughs> yeah dude robot
1: cop dude I, I i this is i fucking love italian cinema like the the 70s and through through the '80s, because
0: it's like, oh, what's popular? Let's fucking make a sequel to it. It was the fucking <laughs> Wild West, dude. <laughs> Who's <laughs> got the faster fucking draw? Like, what's going on over there? Halloween, do it. What's going on over there? Zombies, got it. What do we? <laughs> yeah, and the, and it's funny too. Terminator's
1: cause... big. We can do that.
0: They yeah. do a sequel. It's called Terminator Two. <laughs>
1: Fuck man. <laughs> fucking Cruel Jaws.
0: <laughs> it's very funny. I I was looking up jaws offshoots to the guy i work with and i was like there's there's a fucking movie called santa jaws amazing and this dude isn't very sharp but he made me stand back with like whoa that was kind of good he's like what's next deck the jaws i'm like that's pretty fucking good <laughs> bud <laughs> all right johnny you got it When <laughs> i was showing him like cruel jaws and like it's an italian jaws movie and shit yeah dude there's a uh now
1: we're talking about sharks.
0: Somehow. Yeah, <laughs> The transitional <laughs> yeah. material.
1: Seriously, yeah. it's on, I think Shudder, there's a documentary about the history of, like, it's called shark exploitation or some shit. It's like the history of, like, uh shark attack movies.
0: Really? Yeah. I mean, there's a fuck ton of them. And then there was, like, the offshoots, like Piranha, Orca the Killer Whale, all that shit. And then Blood Beach. Is just, when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, you can't even get to it. Because the fucking monster's in the sand. <laughs> but what a lot of them are, it's
1: like Jaws came out and they tried to bank off of it. And it's just, they wrote a haphazard movie around like national geographic shark footage (laughs) or just straight ripped shark footage from other movies yeah
0: yeah yeah well that was why wild west shit back then too it was just like what you know but fucking love it yeah no it's gold for us man i i I love it all dude i
1: love watching these movies with people who like either they don't fuck with horror movies or they only mess with like the stuff that comes to the theaters that's really polished and big mm-hmm. and then showing them like this type of stuff because they
0: really don't know how to take it. No. <laughs> it's fucking great. I mean, I'm at the point now where movies like Absurd, it don't look right if it's in like any kind of HD. Oh, yeah. I, like my, my, my tape is grainy as fuck and I love it. So that severed head at the end, don't bother me much because it's just the, the VHS transfer makes it covers that up a little bit certain
1: movies and we've talked about this before uh but i i still feel like certain movies just do not bode well being like upscaled and rescanned.
0: really good movies really good movies get ruined by ultra 4k shit like you try watching zombie flesh eaters (laughs) in ultra 4k you know it's just like does not work it just takes away the magic of what that was back there
1: i want to try to really fuck something up and see like pick a movie that shouldn't have got upscaled it did so it looks just like eh. and then watch it on one of those tvs that have that what smooth motion that makes <sighs> it look like a fucking uh soap opera <laughs> i want
0: to see how badly we can fuck something up dude that, I, I get like motion sickness from them tvs man dude the first the first time i saw that it, i i was
1: it Fucking blew my mind. I was tripping me off.
0: I was tripping, dude. I
1: walked in. I knew the movie that they had on, but I'm like, this seriously looks like a soap opera. Yeah. And I never. That's how I looked at it. I didn't think people would know what I meant when I said that. And everybody was like, Oh no, yeah, it has that same fucking look. It's almost looks like stage play, soap opera, like filming. Like I don't like it,
0: dude. I'm like, this is
1: horrible. Who the fuck created this?
0: I went over to my ex-girlfriend's mom's house, and she had one of them TVs, and she was watching like a Hallmark movie. And I'm like, what Ugh. the fuck? And I thought it was just the Hallmark movie. We changed the channel, and I'm like, what's wrong with your TV? This is fucking making me uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> like, this is weird, man. Like, yeah, I couldn't. And then the curved TVs and shit were a thing, too. They probably still are, but.
1: Dude, I came across the post talking about shit like that. Like, the curved TVs, 3D TVs, like, what was, like, hyped up that just faded away. Now it's, like, it just disappeared overnight. And I'm like, "Wow, oh, yeah, I forgot. 3D TVs, they're really going hard on that. And then the curved ones.
0: Yeah. Just, and, and you know, it's like, unless you watch, like, it's cool watching hockey on, you know, ultra 4K. I'm not trying to watch absurd.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like, it's, they're marketed to do a specific Demographic for specific specific thing. It's not really marketed for. Oh yeah, your 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 Italian fucking eighties movies are gonna look great on this. Yeah, (laughs) it's like all these new Hollywood
0: like Iron Man movies are gonna look fucking sweet. True. Yeah, and there's nothing like watching a fucking VHS tape on an old box TV. I don't care what anyone says. It's that's you want that. I don't have one anymore, but I still have two. Do you? Yeah. I got, like, four VCRs with two flat-screen TVs, so we're just going <laughs> to roll with that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, absurd. Great. And then, like, so no, towards the end of the movie. So, yeah, it goes on, and um, the
1: the family comes back from the food roll party. Yeah. Which, and then they kind of discover what's going on, and the kid runs up to him, And, yeah, the fucking, oh, oh, there was another part we kind of glazed over. So she gets out of her bed. Correct. The daughter like unstraps herself, gets out of her bed, to get let the brother in, and then she kind of battling with Eastman. Yep. Blinds him.
0: He can't see. Yeah,
1: which is kind of a you could kind of say like, I guess it kind of depended when this got came out compared to Halloween Two. Yeah. That's a fucking Halloween Two thing. Um, but now he's like rolling around the room trying to find her trying to hear her trying to hear her yeah well he's trying to fucking find her though yeah um and it ends up she just he's fighting the doctor yeah and she goes and grabs a fucking axe off the wall and just fucking decapitates him and that's kind of like rolls into the end of the movie the family outside hugging the little kid and the daughter walks to the door covered in blood, just holding like the severed head
0: with the spine. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to worry anymore. But isn't that scene where it's in slow motion where she's frantically stabbing from like anthropophagus? When the blind girl's like
1: Oh yeah, when she pops up and just starts stabbing just like frantically fucking like at nobody. She hits the one girl, but then she just keeps she's doing. Just like it. like she
0: like lost her marbles, or she's like just yeah, dude, she's to, been she was fucking trapped there forever. Yeah, just basically hiding from the motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. But I I seen like the it almost mimicked because they kind of do it in like a slow mo dream sequence kind of where she's just fucking like trying to stab anything that she can stab pretty much. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, then she decapitates Eastman. And basically, that's that's the end of the movie. I mean, I think this movie. Um,
1: I mean, this movie's great. I don't think it would have been as good. Not even knowing what the original script was, I don't think it would have been as good. I feel like Joe D'Amato is awesome, but he's got his his shits. He's one of the
0: the most fluent directors. That's his stuff's hit or miss. Yeah, it's very hit or miss. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost wondering like, were they? Was it? Because eighty one was the original idea for *Anthropophagus* two as a sequel, going to be like trying to cash in on the Cannibal Holocaust.
1: That's, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if that's actually out there. If the exact, if the original script
0: is has been like for Eastman to read the script and be like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, was he trying to be like, "You're out in the jungle and there's like a." It could have.
1: Yeah. I mean it. The premise could have been cool. Maybe Eastman just didn't like the maybe it was just written fucking poorly, so he just took that chance
0: to rewrite it and just make it what he wanted it to be. Yeah. And it didn't take them long to film this movie at all. No. It was like done very quickly and put out. So, but overall I I love absurd. It's fucking it's great um as a standalone movie. I don't look at it as a sequel.
1: Yeah, it's like it's sequel to name only. And it's only in name
0: only depending on what release you initially saw. Correct, yeah. Like, um, I've never seen a Grim Reaper 2 release or no. most of these. I've only seen like Absurd and like Monster Hunter, Zombie 6. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah. if you
1: want to compare it like to two, there's a lot of... In Anthropophagus, there's like a large chunk in that movie where nothing really happens. Yeah. It's just hanging out developing characters kind of um, but without anything really happening this movie doesn't really have that no this from the beginning to the end it's like 12 to like 12 to 15 minutes in between something happening yeah at most yeah so I think in that regard he kind of he's been kind of went with what
0: was happening in in the American Slasher at the time like stuff happening flow a flow there's like not a slow burn not no dead time like Which I think, what was it, like, um, fuck, isn't that Fatal Games? There was
1: one slasher, one of the Olympic track whatever slashers, fucking I think they talked about they, they they're actually, like, timed out, like. Oh, graduation day. Graduation day, yeah. Yeah. they were like, you need to do something in X amount of minutes, every X amount of minutes, for it to kind of have an effect to keep was people involved and keep
0: the pace going. Yeah, which was mimicking Friday the 13th. Like yeah. how the kills were spread out evenly, like and then they kind of like tongue in cheek with the stopwatch. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, but yeah. Absurd has a good flow to it. And I and I'm not gonna say I I would prefer this one over Anthropophagus, but Anthropophagus starts off strong, very dead space in the middle, and then the crescendo is just legendary. So yeah. the last like twenty minutes of Anthropophagus is about as good as it gets.
1: Yeah. That movie's fucking solid we talked about it what like three months like well four episodes ago
0: yeah yeah i mean it was life changing the first time i've seen him like this is fucking maniacal this is crazy like, well
1: i guess if you if, for anybody who wants to know what anthropophagus 2 would look like um anthropophagus 2 was released last year yeah so they made us they made an actual sequel to it
0: like a direct sequel to anthropophagus have not checked it out yet
1: no but was-
0: Didn't Massacre do something like that or was that two thousand?
1: No, that was Anthropophagus two thousand. Yeah, okay. They released that, but Anthropophagus two just got made and released last year. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Well definitely. I believe it got released last year.
0: Or was it just made
1: I think it was released though.
0: Maybe I seen it and just kind of mistaked it for Anthro two thousand or something. Anything else you want to add to Absurd?
1: Uh, I think we kinda touched on everything.
0: Yeah. Um and it, yeah, I I it's a great it's it's a great movie. It's good. It's got for it being supposedly an American like take on or an Italian take on an American movie, it has still has an Italian feel to it, even the way it's shot and everything. So I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, it is on Tubi. Check it out. Yeah, I think um is it Severn, I think, released it. Yeah, it was twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen. Yeah. So you can find some
1: copies floating around. Yeah, you know this fucking... That, actually, one thing I will add, this did not get an uncut release in the UK until 2017. Yeah, the UK video nasties. Yeah. So, it got... um Yeah, it was part of that. It didn't get a fully uncut release in the UK until fucking
0: like five years ago. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Well, maybe I haven't seen the uncut version. No, you, I guarantee you have. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Over there, they got censored, didn't it? The only way... Yeah, it didn't get censored here. Oh, ours is... Okay, well, eh, that makes sense. Yeah, Absurd, 1981. Check it out. Uh, Tell the world what you've been jamming, Jared.
1: Oh, shit. I don't know, man. Um, So, fucking War War Crusher. Um, If you're a fan of, like, Axe Grinder and Sword Wielder, just that, like, Stenchcore, Crust... It's right up your goddamn alley. I would like it. Yeah. Fucking uh, from Canada, members of some, uh, I think members of Napalm Raid and a few other Canadian, like, punk crust bands. Definitely worth checking out. Um, Maniac with a K. Uh, speed Metal Terrorist, that EP. Um, or 12-inch. Um, so good. So raw. Fucking amazing, just like speed metal. Um, Enzyme. Uh, Golden Dystopian Age. Uh, amazing Australian punk band. Uh, listen to Death SS. Uh, I, I, would have the, I think I pulled out the compilation. It's like a compilation of their singles. 12-inch. Um, Guka. Amazing Japanese punk band. Everybody should listen to them. Abraham Cross. Same thing. Amazing Japanese cross band. Um, Krigshog, Another amazing Japanese cross band. And then, um, also fucking, uh, Seder, Wrath of the Hell
0: Fucking killer, dude. Have you jammed that? Oh, yeah. I don't know if Chris is going to be there tonight. I told him I'd buy a copy off of him if he was coming to the show tonight.
1: I told him I'd need to swing by his place and grab a copy. He said he's got Seder News coming up. I'm kind of wondering what it is. But, I mean, it's de- definitely good enough to where a label should it's really good. snatch that shit yeah, up. Yeah, guys, dude. check out Seder, S E I D H R. HR Wrath of the Hellbitch uh, Former
0: guitar player Vocalist for Shit Life Chris Riffhunter If you're on Instagram Yes uh, Just Thrash as fuck just Speed metal thrash dude. Yeah It's so good Highly recommended For anyone of any That's into any genre Of extreme Yeah Music or non-music Or whatever you're into This shit rips dude
1: It's seriously just
0: Very minimalistic
1: Just
0: It's just A to B yeah. Fast. Just fast me. and fucking intricate. Good and evil as fuck. He's yeah, fucking riffs, man. Yeah, he's he is the riff, he is the riff, man, dude. <laughs> uh so yeah, Seder. Uh I didn't even write that down, but yeah, I've been jamming that. Um That's what you've been jamming. That's kind
1: of been all the stuff I've been listening to. Uh Warhead from Japan as well.
0: Warhead? Yeah. That's been about it. Nothing flashy here, um, and mostly new stuff coming out. New Coffins from Japan. Uh, They released a single, like, three days ago, the Tuesday. That shit rips. It's good. Uh, Definitely looking forward to their full length, whenever that's going to drop. Still heavily fucking with Dark Throne, man. Like, Fenris is the man. Which one? I'm in the past the FOAD stuff. I'm into, like, the resistance underground uh like the 2010s okay before they went doom kind of eternal hail stuff um i just it's all good though i i just love dark throne um doom band called hollow's victim which is a saint vitus track the name of a saint vitus track you sent me that
1: did it's you just like fucking that? good. Yeah,
0: it's like a kind of a culty doom with that 70s vibe going yeah, on. Yeah, I dug it, man. Definitely dug it. Yeah, I've been jamming the fuck out of that. It's pretty chill, but it's definitely got that old school doom metal thing going on. Atomic Rooster, man. Death Walks Behind You. The whole record's good, man. Uh, Zach Gibson showed me that, man, 20 fucking years ago. And I'm just like, whoa, this is good stuff. Um,. New Midnight stuff coming out. It's really good. Still haven't checked it out. I think they released two singles. The only one... I haven't heard the second one. I think that came out a few days ago or something. But The uh, Fuck Off and Live. very Motorhead charged fucking good shit, man. Um, Love it. And then uh, Deterioration released a new track maybe two weeks ago called Only Content With Death. I'm assuming it's going to be on their next release. It's deterioration, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, it's fucking great. So, that's all I've been jamming, really. Uh, oh, and like the disease demo. Okay, yeah, dude, I, I love the disease demo because that was before they.
1: There are just a straight ripping grind band now. Oh man! But that disease demo, it's almost like uh, there's so much just straight mints in that. There is, and the stuff after is just blistering grind. But, yep. like, that demo, they were still messing around and doing, like, mince stuff. Yeah. Like I fucking
0: love it. No, I love everything Disease has done, but oh, that yeah. specific black and white demo is fucking f- just so good, dude.
1: Um, I never minded when, like, so mince became, like, this huge fucking thing in, like, the 2010s. And, like, everybody was fucking starting a mince band or doing mints when they wanted to be in grind bands. And then kind of people started, like, got to a point where people were like, oh, everybody's somebody's still doing a
0: mince shit? It became a joke.
1: But I never fucking cared because
0: I fucking love mints. I do too. Um, if it's done right, even when it's not done that good, it's still okay. Uh, but there's some heavy hitters like they're well known. Yeah. But yeah, mints. Love love me some mints. And when disease was still kind of dabbling with that, that was really good shit. And their newer stuff's good too. I'm not gonna take away from that. But dude, that uh, Abbott video
1: you sent me. Dancing to polka. Oh, yeah. And then the fucking Archegafist fucking put the um, mince Fabio over top of it.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Dude, it matches up so well. Yeah, it does. I was actually at work, <laughs> and I was like, I didn't have the sound on. I'm like, is he just... Then later on, I was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> okay. It's the opening track on Canadian Horse. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that shit's so good, man. But uh Dude, on a, on a side note for
1: kind of whatever, Dan from Archagath's meme, his meme game is
0: fucking stupid. Is it?
1: <laughs> he makes so many good memes.
0: <laughs> yeah. He did fashion bather, right? No, that's a uh, Joe. Joe. Okay. Yeah, I don't obviously they rule. I just I didn't get that deep. There's, you know, I would never see Archogatis or Gathocles is not awesome. It's just they have so many fucking releases and they've been around for so long that if I hear it, it's just like PLF. I I, I like the yellow one, I like the red one. It's all good. It's just I can't I couldn't tell you what's Is that specific. the red or the white? <laughs> I can never remember that. <laughs> But, yeah, man, uh, that's all I've been jamming. If you you guys have never heard Disease, what are they from, Cali? Uh, Portland. Wait, Seattle? Seattle. Seattle, okay. Uh, It's really good grind. Earlier stuff had some mints in there. But, yeah, Disease fucking rules. We've seen them at Beagle, like, last year. Yeah, yeah. And they were fucking just awesome. So, yeah, definitely check them out. Um, What have you been watching, man? Uh, Let's see.
1: What can I remember? So, I I know I put on New York Ripper again because why not yeah exactly Uh, my thoughts exactly why not i got into giallo january in february because fuck you you're not telling me what to do yeah you turn this life around man she's in and on the omelet uh the killer is still among us um arabella black angel which is fucking like late 80s like giallo um just really fucking sleazy. Um I actually checked out that uh, Dario Argento Panico.
0: Not seen it yet.
1: It's fucking good, dude. Actually pretty solid. Um Sun Shutter, anybody? I'll make sure everybody fucking knows. Um Thrawn Inferno. It was his fucking uh original release anniversary, like what is it, two weeks ago? Yeah. Um rewatch strip new for your killer. It's still up there as, like, one of my top ones. And then, uh, yeah, uh, I guess I got as cliche as I normally get because I don't get cliche that much, but I watched My Bloody Valentine. And... Shocker. <laughs> I did, too.
0: <laughs> hey, man, it is what it is. This, I, you know, and honestly, a little side note, this was, like, the first year in recent memory I can remember that the Wings did not play on Valentine's Day. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Like for some Do they reason they always have like a fucking Valentine's. Well, not not like a thing. Yeah, it just, just it always happens. To, yeah, like they would just play on Valentine's Day. So in years past, I'd get like a heart shaped pizza for the, me and the significant other or whatever, and watch the Wings game. It's kind of a thing I did. This happened to fall on Tuesday and a Thursday game. <laughs> Nothing going on, so I'm like, well, my bloody Valentine, you know, and Chinese food this year, not heart shaped pizza, because I don't know if. I don't know what
1: heart shaped crab ragoon. Yeah,
0: I don't know where you guys that are listening to this live. If you, if they do the heart shaped pizzas in whatever part of the world or country you live in, it's a fucking nightmare getting one of those. The pizza, you walk into any pizza place that participates in that, they're all miserable. (laughs) They they, they hate life. And there's like a fucking makeshift oven on wheels to keep like 200 heart shaped pizzas warm. They're just pumping them out, dude. I've you know? never gotten one. Dude, it's the, – they're all, like – because everyone – got to think. Are you guys doing the heart – how many phone calls do they get? Do you have any – you know, it's like I made the mistake last time of getting one from Papa Romano's, and they just – everyone looked like they fucking hated their life, and they were going to burn the fucking place <laughs> down. So I'm like, you know what, maybe I won't go that route no more. I mean, it's a gimmick pizza. There's nothing special about it. It's just shaped like a heart, dude. I'll get some fucking – crab ragoon and some uh, yeah, so I got some Chinese food, but. Mr. Pizza on Valentine's Day does a dick-shaped pizza. Do they really? They do not. They don't.
1: They. That would be hilarious. I was
0: about to say, dude, What speed dial that fucking <laughs> shit. I'll eat a dick-shaped pizza, fuck yeah. It's a rocket ship. <laughs> it's a death! <laughs> oh, that is a fucking dude. When are we watching that together? <laughs> death to Smoochie, man. All-time greats. Oh, man. <laughs> oh my god dude rainbow fucking randolph we're going on a safari motherfucker safari ah! <laughs> anyway uh not much here i watched my bloody valentine on valentine's day i popped in the howling man the, the d wallace oh, howling yeah, fuck yeah classic dude really good special effects too for 81 and when slashers were like the meat and potatoes of the horror genre back then, classic take on a werewolf tale, man.
1: Well, that was also they fucking were kind of shying, trying to shy away from advertising that it was a straight up werewolf movie. They tried to because they were like, <laughs> like it's not really hot right now.
0: No, but uh, Dante did that, right? Joe Dante, yeah yeah, 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 and he was like, man, the slashers were so, so happening, so we kind of not really advertised it as a slasher but we definitely didn't let people know it was a werewolf film because <laughs> and then he's like and all of a sudden like american werewolf in uh london. london and and then the howling 2 came out and then werewolves were cool and it's like well okay you know so his bite back was like um gremlins came out and then he did what was one he did was it critters no he did gremlins oh he did gremlins yeah that's, he said he started the werewolf thing, and then he started the gremlins thing because then he had critters and fucking ghoulies, elves, all that shit. Yeah, like fucking elves, elves. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, I watched uh, the Howling Maniac, oh, yeah, burial ground, still doing the hella fucking old Twilight Zone episodes. That's like my mainstay, and I and I watched Fist of Fury, dude. And all right, yeah. If anybody's gonna like apples to oranges my ass it was the big boss (laughs) so there's the big boss and then fist of fury and then the second movie was fist of fury it's a it's weird his first two movies based on where they were marketed had different names yeah so technically in there's two movies with the name of fist of fury but the first one was also known as the big boss and that's who was his first movie That's the one I watched where he works in the fucking ice factory and it's like a crime syndicate that's selling like heroin or something. Dude, I don't. You're way more
1: into those movies as I am. I never really really delved into like reading and learning a lot about them. But I watched, what was it, The Dragon, Bruce Lee Story? Mm -hmm. And they get to that movie about filming it and like it's like that dude was legit trying to fuck him up. Oh. They, uh, in that scene in the dragon, they were showing that fucking at the ice factory. And he was like, that dude was legit according to the movie, it looked like that dude was, they were trying to portray that that guy was legit trying to fuck Bruce Lee up. Like, for real? Yeah, like for real, for real. The end guy with the... Like, because they're... Uh, like the big boss? No, like, uh, they're they're fighting in the ice factory with, like, the blocks of ice coming down, hooked up. And, like, um, that dude's fucking, like, just... It, they portrayed it like that dude was legit trying to fucking hurt Bruce Lee. Like, literally. Oh, wow. And then after the scene gets shot, like, he just, like, storms off and fucking, like, leaves. But, like,
0: I'm not big into those movies, so I don't know, like, the exact stories and the ins and outs and all that shit. I didn't know that. And you want to hear something really crazy? I've never watched Bruce Lee's story in my Dragon life. Dragon's Sweet, dude. I've heard. I just. Never watched it. I, I I celebrate his original films from...
1: Well, I mean, I've never fucking dug into all those, like, a lot of his movies I haven't really fucking watched. It's just that for some reason, like, I know I would dig them. Oh, yeah. I know, I think I've watched something with you, and I like it. I, it's just one of those things I don't think about looking at, but I know, like, you and fucking uh, Dave Nobody, oh, fucking, yeah. that's your guy's fucking
0: thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's like, well, I know Lee's I dig Mecca. it, but
1: I can't speak on it, because I haven't really...
0: Delve in well just a little short story for everyone listening there bruce lee only made five movies in his whole life that's it i mean he did the green hornet thing before he made movies but it's it's hard to believe that he only made four and a half technically because that last movie only had about 20 minutes of actual bruce lee footage because he died and they spliced in yeah but that is my favorite bruce lee movie the game of death is my favorite um but I heard that that's what happened to Chuck Norris in Return of the Dragon. Bruce Lee broke his fucking leg for real, like because oh, I remember hearing cause that because Chuck yeah. was they, trying. Chuck to,
1: tried to Chuck actually hit him like with a thing trying
0: to like one up Bruce. Well, they were and he just came back like all right, he <laughs> broke his fucking leg, dude. Yeah, I heard that. I mean, whether that's true or not, I don't know because the whole fight scene like Bruce Lee kicks him in the leg, and the rest of the fight he's like on one leg, like hopping. But I heard he like broke it for real because like Chuck Norris got too big for his britches he had just won the american kickboxing championship for in real life that's how he got casted and there's obviously like bruce lee's the baddest dude in the world and chuck norris young and dumb's like well maybe not and bruce lee's like yeah maybe so broke his fucking (laughs) leg you know so uh i love me some bruce lee it's one Uh, of those stories you want to be true yeah i mean i i would be honored to have bruce lee break my fucking leg dude that's like take that shit to the grave dude I fucked with the wrong guy and found out, and now I have splints in my knee because of Bruce Lee. I'm the man, dude. <laughs> now I know it's gonna rain 48 hours beforehand. Yeah, correct, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the arthritis, Bruce. But uh, yeah, that's all I've been watching, listening to. Uh, Jared and I are actually heading to a grind show here at some point.
1: Fucking. We're gonna a whoop, whoop skate it. and. Organ failure, yeah. A couple skate from Ohio. Oregon failure from Chicago. Party rice, which is a PV van from fucking like, Chicago as well. Mm-hmm. Should be a good night, man.
0: Yeah, I'm excited, man. So uh, I
1: like the best fucking bar around. Never thought I would ever say that about that place.
0: No, They're that place just looked like a place I wouldn't. You and I wouldn't hang out at. Dude, know?
1: when I told somebody that, well, they couldn't believe. they like, "You lived in Ipsy this long and you've never, you never went to the Regal Beagle." And I was like, I told them what I thought it was going to be like, and I'm like, maybe I'm wrong. And they're like, no, you're actually 100% right, yeah. but I just figured you go check it out out of curiosity. I'm like, why would I be curious at checking out a bar that's going to be filled with like assholes and racists and they're just going to want to
0: fight me because I'm not like them. Yeah, no. I'm no. like, I grew up in Taylor, dude. I had enough of that. Good, good, <laughs> on, that. good on that, dude. And then what a, what a switcheroo, man. It's like the coolest place in the world now, man. Yeah. All are welcome and killer shows. And from what I hear, good food. I never get the food there. I don't... <laughs> Chris Dude, is like, bro, like that shit's killer. I'm like, man, I got it. They did a
1: fucking uh, thing last night. Was it Miss, Miss Roper from fucking...
0: Oh, Roper Night? Three Company? Yeah. yeah.
1: Last night was Roper Night.
0: A Roper Crawl, isn't it? It's yeah. Roper Crawl, Roper yeah. or something.
1: And um, Kurt was there cooking. He's still healing. He fucking fucked his shit up seen in that. Seattle. He yeah. fucking... Guess he walked... There was two doors in this place that he was staying. One of them went to the bathroom. The one right next to it went to the basement. And the stairs started kind of like my basement stairs. Where it starts right at the fucking entrance. Oh, wow. Without a platform. And in the middle of the night, he got up and he didn't know the place. It was like he wasn't familiar. And he opened the wrong fucking door and just fell down the stairs, broke his fucking pelvis. Oh, my God. Then when he gets back home, he gets back here, and he's kind of dealing with that, and he goes back to the hospital, like, a while later, like, to another checkup, and they do another scan. They're like, oh, you also, they didn't catch this in Seattle. You, have like, fractured two vertebrae. Oh, my God. So, like, he's, like, going through some shit. Yeah, no shit, man. So, like, last night was, like, he was kind of still able to stand with a brace, so he was going to cook, and then all funds and everything was going to go to, like, him to just help with his medical bills. Cool. He's
0: clearly going through fucking shit. That sucks, yeah. With just, I mean, medical bills and just bills to survive. Yeah. Like, fuck. Yeah. And everyone speaks very highly of him. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. And, you know, good shit, shitty things happen to good people, but it's good to see that he's at least attempting to try to get back on, you know, doing the cooking and shit. And, you know, Beagle's just a cool place, dude. They, they can raise money to help that guy out for sure, man. Oh, that's so, all. Um, But, yeah, that's uh, Absurd 1981, and I think that I have nothing left to say about anything unless you do.
1: I have nothing worthwhile to offer.
0: Okay. Well, thanks, guys. We're we're back. We're going to try to do these more frequently, (laughs) and... Uh, fuck this winter, can't wait for warm weather, and go Red Wings, man. Yeah, we've been trying to get back on a fucking uh, schedule. Yeah. It's been rocky at best. It has, I know. So, everybody send your hate mail to Steve or at MalevolentSteve on Instagram. baptism on Facebook. They would Yell at me.
1: We had an order for, like, shirt and koozies, and I didn't realize it and send it out until like a month after the order came in. Oh, really? <laughs> like, so, I threw in some extra stuff for him, and I was like... Sorry dude.
0: Yeah. But that's just how kind of like not on the ball we are. I know. But we're coming we're coming back dude. I'm telling you. And we got a really cool concept for a two-parter that we're going to get to at some point so.
1: And out in uh, in July we're going to be out in Buffalo.
0: Good point that you brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: dude, so we're going to be out in Buffalo. Um it's going to be I forgot what it's called. It's through uh the dude who runs Silk Screams, mm-hmm. Will. He's doing a horror garage sale, which is going to be at um, one of the locations that they filmed some of the burning at. Uh, So we're going to be recording episode there, but then also the night before, he's doing a screening of Mausoleum, and um, we are going to be doing the introduction. I'm hella stoked. So if uh, anybody's in the the Buffalo area, uh, yeah, dude, we're going to probably talk about it until then, but it's in July. Yeah. last week in July.
0: So that Saturday, Sunday. hella stoked man. So yeah, we got that coming up. We got that going for us. Fuck yeah. Which is which is nice. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks a lot, man. We'll uh we'll see you. Yep, see you guys.